is the most important aspect of any service the reason why we gather open your mouth and say lord i receive as much as my spirit can this morning from your word come on don't stop praying pray for yourself pray for yourself trust god this morning to send you a word <clears throat> trust him this morning to send you a word a word that will change your life forever someone said one word from god can change our lives forever and that is absolutely true just one word that he speaks into our lives oh come on open your mouth and say lord bless me this morning let the oil flow in my direction that the oil may bring ease into my life that it may bring ease comfort into my life in the name of the lord jesus oh come and pray for yourself trust god trust him this morning trust him this morning i love that song so much he says when we trust in the lord in the light of his word what a glory sheds on our way oh when we do his good will he abides with us still and to all who will trust and obey that he goes oh trust and obey oh for there's no other way oh to be happy in jesus than to trust and obey oh come and lift up your voice and say lord i trust in your word this morning and i align myself with your word in obedience in the name of jesus everything that your word says i am is who i am everything that your word says i will be is what i will be everything that your word says uh, uh, about my life is everything about my life not when men have said not when not what situations have said but what your word have said lord this morning i trust in your word and i align in obedience to your word Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. We are prayed. Come on, somebody say loud, Amen. amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. All right, I welcome everybody to church one more time. Uh, this morning, uh, it's been a wonderful week, long, long week. Praise God. But we thank God that we all are here this morning. Hallelujah glory be to god all right we started this series uh two weeks ago and um the man is lord and his righteousness and i told us that we're going to be taking this topic in faces glory be to god so we started by looking at the man so this morning the next thing we're going to be looking at since we now know who the man is how many of you know who you are let me see your hands up let me see your hands up. You know who you are. Glory be to God. You are not what your situation says you are. You are not what people have said you are. You are not your background. You are not where you are coming from. Glory be to God. You are who God says you are. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Oh my God, I can't hear you. I said hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. You know, let me just say this in person. Have you realized that men call people after their situation and circumstance um you will find out that sometimes you're trying to describe somebody to another person and maybe you mention the name and the person is like ah who is that person oh the next day they say, ah, you know that woman where they vex <laughs> that woman where they quit vex any little thing she don't shout that woman Praise God. So men define men after what they have seen, after what they have heard, after their experience with those people. Glory be to God. And it's interesting to know that not just in our day, even starting our days. So it's not a Gen Z status. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even from Bible days, 
you will find things like the woman with the issue of blood. You know, today we don't know her name. But the best way she could be described in that generation and time was to be described after her issue. Glory be to God. But you know what happened? After she had an encounter, oh my God, I feel this in my spirit. After she had an encounter with the Lord, the issue that they called her after was changed. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's why I believe that even though this service will come here to study the word of God, healing is going to be taking place in your life. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. You will have said it louder. Amen. I said healing is going to be taking place in your life. What men have called you, there's going to be a transformation. The way men have seen you, there's going to be a transformation. What people have called you after, there's going to be a transformation. Because this morning you will become what God has said you will be. You will become all that he has said you are in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say louder. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, let's open our Bibles quickly. Uh, to the book of Psalms chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8. The man. Is Lord and his righteousness. Are you there in Psalm 8? We're going to read verse 4. He says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Glory be to God. I'll read that scripture to us again. He said, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? Glory be to God. I'd like to show us one more scripture. Glory be to God. Let's open to the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. You know, I like the sound of, you know, the paper. When you're opening your hard copy Bible, praise God. So don't mind me. I'm still very much old school, praise God. You know, these days pictures, they use tablets, they use, you know, praise God. But I'm a very old school preacher, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, are we there in Bruce chapter 2? Are we there? Alright, let's read from uh let's read from verse 5. Now it says, For unto the angels are they not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. He said, But in what one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man? that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him praise the lord now i want you to look at me for a moment is one of the reasons why i love the scripture is because if you are if you take time to read it you will find that that the all of scriptures connects together are you hearing me they connect together there's a connect for every scripture there's no scripture that is isolated. Even the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witness, something is established, a thing is established. So, if you can find especially something in the Old Testament and something in the New, what it means that that thing is, is established. Are you following me? Now, we read in the book of Hebrews here, as it said that the world to come was not going to be put in subjection to angels. That means the world to come, angels are not going to be ruling. Angels are not going to be in charge. We are the ones that will be in charge. Are you following me? Now that's what that first statement, that first scripture we read in Hebrews means. He said the world to come is not going to be put in subjection to angels. You see, right now, it may look like Angels are more powerful than us. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Now, it may appear like that. But you see, as powerful as angels are, the Bible says that they are ministering spirits unto us. Now, the word ministering there talks about servanthood. It means, as powerful as angels are, they are your servants. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, yesterday, uh, I went on an outing, you know, with my class set from secondary school. So I parked my car somewhere. I rolled down the glass a little because of some things that were in my car. So, a class president came to me and said, ah, people are there. A lot of people are here, oh, praise God. He said, go and wind up your car unless they will just take something inside there. Ah, I said, do you know the number of angels that are surrounding that car? <laughs> Glory be to God. The truth is, he laughed. And he said, hmm, Banjie Kolomawa. I said, see, it's not about Lagos. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's about the reality. Are you following me? Because the truth is, we need to be conscious of some of these things. We need to carry the consciousness that when we walk, we are not alone. That when we move, we are not alone. Are you following me? And you see, it's the consciousness that we are not alone that empowers us to be able to do what we are meant to do in any situation. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The psalmist said in Psalm 23, he said, Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? He said, I will fear no evil. Now, the reason why we will not be afraid is because of the next statement he said. He said, for thou art with me. It was not like he was seeing God. He was a consciousness that I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm supposed to be afraid, but I will not be afraid because I know who is with me. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, this is just a digression, but I feel like somebody needs to hear this. You are never alone at any point in time. You are never alone at any point in time. You may not see, but there are a lot of activities that are going on all around you. Oh, is somebody hearing me? You must walk in that consciousness. You must walk in it for that thing to become a reality in your life. Look at what happened to the prophet. The king sent soldiers to go and get the prophet. To go and arrest the prophet. And when the soldiers surrounded the mountain on which the prophet was the ill... His servant began to shake. He was afraid. Oh God, how do we get out of this mess? Look at the number of soldiers that are coming to arrest us. How do we escape? And the prophet said, Ah, is it just the soldiers you are seeing? Now, can't you see that in this <laughs> on this hill, the, the valley that surrounds this hill, that there are so many activities, the people that are for us are more. Than the people that you are seeing coming against us. And the servant says, See, Oga, I don't know what you are saying, <laughs> but see, all this AK 47, all these bullets where they see, <laughs> these people plenty. Oh. And the prophet had to touch Gehazi's eyes. And the Bible says his eyes open. Then he saw the, oh my God, the innumerable number of angels that were in that valley. Then immediately, his body came down and said to his man of God, he said, ah, now I see that the people that are for us are more than the people that are coming against us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, but like I said, that's just a digression. But I need you to just lift up your right hand for a moment and say, God is always with me. Oh, say it again. The angels are always on God. Oh, say like you know it. God is always with me. Oh, say it again. Angels are always on God. Oh, that needs to sink into you. Glory be to God. So that no matter what happens, you know there are activities that are going on all around you. Glory be to God. Even in accident, you know angels are there. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory be to God. Have you not heard of those stories? Praise God. People who use jazz. Accident will happen and they will disappear. Praise God. Out of the place. Glory be to God. It's because those people believe in the strength of what they have. So we also must be conscious of it. Is that okay? Come on, is that okay? Now let's get back to our text. Hebrews chapter 2. It says that the world to come is not going to be in subjection of angels. That means when this present world is over, the people that are going to be in charge of the world to come is going to be you and I. Oh, are you hearing me? 
In fact, the Bible says that we will even judge angels. You know, there are fallen angels. Lucifer and all his fallen angels. Eh? We are the one that will judge them. Glory be to God. When Jesus comes, he's not going to be the only judge. He will appoint us as judges. Glory be to God. You know, the King Michael, you, you will judge, you will judge the angels. Glory be to God. Dickness and you, you will judge, you will judge the people of Saudi Arabia. Do you understand what I'm saying? We will be judges over everything. The world to come is going to be in subjection to us. Is somebody hearing me? You, you see, but the clauses, if you look at that text, it says that that world was not put in subjection on the angels. Then he now said, but there was something, glory be to God, can I have that scripture up? He said, but there's something that one of the angels was saying, was asking in a particular place. Glory be to God. Can I have that scripture up? Hallelujah. <clears throat> glory be to God. Aha. He said, for unto the angels, I did not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. Next verse. <coughs> he said, but one in a certain place. He said, but one. You see, that but one is referring to a particular angel. He said, but one angel in a certain place testified, <coughs> saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou wert, that thou visitest him. That means that Psalm 8 that we read, are you hearing what I'm saying? It was a question that one of the angels was asking God. Oh, is that clear enough? Come on, is that clear enough? Now, when you read Psalm 8, you will say, Oh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And you may feel like, Okay, it was the psalmist that wrote it. Now, the psalmist wrote it. But I believe by revelation, he was able to tap into the heavens and know what was going on in heaven as at that time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the writer of Hebrews was referring us back to that text. That that text was not something that David just wrote. It was a revelation of something that was going on in heaven. That the psalmist speaks and he wrote it down. And it was a question that was being asked by one of the angels in heaven. And what was the question? What is man that thou art so mindful of him? Now let me show you a graphic picture. Like I always say to us, a lot of us read scriptures, but we don't put pictures to scriptures. And that's a rhyme, right? You can write it down, you can write it down, you can write it down. Praise God. We read scriptures. But we don't put script pictures. Where did that come from? Hallelujah. From the Spirit. <laughs> Glory be to God. You see, what the psalmist was saying was this. That in heaven, God sat upon his throne. And I believe you know that the throne of God is surrounded by 24 elders and angels. Are you hearing me? And one of the angels was asking God the question. And the question is, what is man that you are so mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care so much to always want to visit him? Now, I want to imagine for a moment that the angel was not just asking that question because he just wanted to ask the question. I want to believe that something must have been going on right there that made the angel to ask the question oh is somebody following me this morning i need you to follow this very i mean very well keenly something must have been happening now this may be a figment of my own imagination are you with me but i want to believe that that was what was happening that at that time in heaven there must have been a man on the face of the earth who knows maybe it's even david himself I believe you know that a lot of times David missed it a whole lot. Oh, are you hearing me? He missed it a whole lot. There was a time God told him, do not number the people. He started counting the people. Let's do census. And the reason why David was doing census was because he wanted to know the number of able-bodied men that were in the kingdom. So that when there's a fight, he will know that there are 5,000 men to fight. But you see, when they go into battle, it's number, never about the number of men they have. It's about 
Oh my God. It's about the God that they serve. Oh, is somebody following me? So I want to believe something was happening on the face of that. Like I said, it may be David. Maybe one of those moments that David missed it. And even in the process of David missing it, God was still concerned about David. The mind of God was still on David. You see, he says, what is man that thou art mindful? You see, the word mindful, we can also translate it and say that his mind was full of man. Who is somebody following me? That means at that time, God was so concerned about somebody on the face of the earth and there's a possibility that this person, based on actions, based on whatever, are you following me? That maybe God was supposed to just forget about this person or just abandon this person. But God was concerned. I'm trying to create a picture in your mind. Here is heaven and God looking down on that man. He's always talking about that man. Hey, Gabriel, please give me a report on the life of so-so person. Oh, what is happening to him? Oh, what is... And you see, one of the angels got so concerned that... <laughs> Do you get the picture? That ogre. I said, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at this guy. What's special about man? That you are so mindful of him. You are so concerned about him. I mean, what is, what is, is he not man? Are you following me? Is he not that guy that did this yesterday? Is he not that guy that came from this family? Is he not that guy that came from this village? Why are you so mindful of him? To a point that you even like to visit them. As in, what is so special about man? But I believe our question, I mean, this question, if you have been following this series, you will know why God is so mindful of man. We read Genesis chapter 1, didn't we? Come on, talk to me. Did we not? Back to creation. The Bible says, let us make man in our own image. Not just our image, but in our own image likeness so man is a <laughs> hello shall i say the way it's coming to me you see there was something i wanted to say but i had to rephrase it before i say it you know the first thing i wanted to say i wanted to say man is a representative of god on the earth but i suddenly realized that that statement is wrong that man is not a representative of God on the earth. Man is a representation of God on the earth. Oh, there's a difference between the two. Oh, are you with me? We're not just a represent. We're a representation. That means on the face of the earth, we, we are gods on the face of the earth. Oh, are you with me? I love the way Reverend Kotila put it one time. When he was preaching, I followed him for a meeting some years ago. And he was trying to teach along this line. And he said that man is God's twin brother. Oh, you did, did you hear that? Man is God's twin brother. Because the way he looks is the way he created you. The things he has imparted it into you. The way he thinks. Are, are you following this? Are you following this? The way he thinks, the way he reasons, he imparted all of those things inside you. Because eventually, when he was going to create man, what did the Bible say he did? He made man from the dust of the earth. And by the time he was done, man was not yet any, was not yet alive. The Bible says he now breathed of himself into that vessel. And man became a living soul from that moment. In other words, he took a part of himself and imputed it into a man. Can you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that I came from God? Oh my God, say like you mean it, I came from God. Oh, say like you mean it, I came from God. 
Uh, say it again. I came from God. Is it your mother and your father may have been the vessel through which you came? But you see, the real you came from God. I hope you're all aware that you have never seen you before. Oh, yeah. I hope you're aware that you have never seen you before. Do you know? You, the real you. You've never seen the real you before. What you see in the mirror is not you. Are you hearing me? I love the way one of my friends described it many years ago in the university. He said the real you is the man on the inside, inside of this suit, looking out through these two windows. Do you understand? It's like you're in a house and you hear a noise outside and you open the window. Who will be there to look out? You're the one on the inside, looking out through these two windows. So you have never seen you before. Did you get it? So you are more than this body. Are you following? You are more than this body. And that's why beyond this body, people should be able to place value on you beyond this body. Oh, did you get that? Maybe that's especially for the women. Glory be to God. You are more valuable than this body. Do you understand? You know, they scope you, they psych you. Hey, figure eight. Ah, ooh, and your head begins to sweat. You are more than this body. You are the man on the inside. And you see that man came from God. Are you hearing? Now, the angels were so concerned that what is this man that you are so mindful of him? The angels recognized it. The angels saw it. They saw God acting it out. And they knew that there's something about this God that we serve and these human beings on the face of the earth. That this God is so concerned. His mind is so full of them. Now the thing is, why will his mind not be so full of them if they came from him? Oh, I'm beginning to answer our questions. Why will his mind not be so full of uh, I mean, his mind not be so full of us if we came from him? We are God's children. We are the sons of God. We belong to him. Is somebody hearing me? Now, I, I may not be talking about the people of the world, if you understand what I mean. I'm talking about us right now. We that are the sons of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are the sons of God. We are. We belong to him. We are his, his property. If I, if I can put it that way. The Bible says we have been bought with a price. So we are his. We are his property. And the interesting thing is that. Is when a man has a property. He will do everything to protect his property. Hey, am I talking to somebody? You see this message this morning. He's going to steal faith on your inside. That no matter how deep you have gone into the well, the God that you serve is able to bring you out. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, the psalmist said, uh, oh, that God brought me out of a horrible pit. He brought me out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon the road. And he established my goings. Are you hearing me? Somebody this morning, either online or on site, you are coming out of that pit you found yourself. Oh, I don't know how deep that pit is. The pit of joblessness. The pit of not being able to find a husband, find a wife. The pit of not uh, of doctors telling you you can't have a child. The pit of saying you can never go to school. The pit of you will always be poor. The pit of you will always be on this level. This morning, I stand in the office where God has called me. And I prophesy to your life, you are coming out. Uh, I thought that a man would be louder than that. I said, you are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out you are coming out in the name of jesus and you see death will not have power over you because of who you belong to you see who you belong to a lot of times determine the things that happen in your life can I say that again? 
who you belong to a lot of times determines what happens in your life who you belong to and you see just like i cited an example <laughs> you know the first the first class that we had i want to say you see let me say that again who you belong to a lot of times determines what happens in your life i remember that year we were in akure i can't forget it was a monday prayer meeting and we finished prayers and we're still wondering ah why didn't these guys come to church one of them is here as a testament praise god why didn't these guys come to church where are they ah ah then my phone rang girl 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 ah Alfred is calling what's happening and i picked it up ah, pastor we just had an accident too yeah you were in the accident ah you just had an accident where he said they were coming to church Alfred, Tom, I can't forget. It was Kunle inside. It was just you and him, Abby. And Taiwo. And Taiwo, Taiwo. Okay, and Taiwo. Ah, what happened? Then they explained to, okay, so where are you now? They said they are still at the accident scene. Hope oh, none of you was injured. They said, nobody. I said, good. None of you can be injured. So I, we quickly drove down to the accident scene. There was a lot of crowd. Policemen were there already. You know, I saw them. And interestingly, by the time I found out, the person who eats them, hmm, because they were on their lane, it was the other person that was at fault. Are you following me? So when I found out, it now happened to be the person that caught my hair, my baba. Be clean. So I said, Oh God, now you damn my boss. So he explained to me what happened, blah, blah. I said, okay. So what are we going to do? He said, pastor, we can settle this thing. Since you know me and these are your, we'll settle it. I said, okay, well, I think we can. But you see, the police were already on ground. And I told the policeman, I said, oh, you know what? I'm these guys, the three of them, and their pastor. And this person also happens to be my baba. They beat each other and all of that, but they should not worry. They should just free the case. We'll go and handle it among ourselves. And they said no, that these two cars, they will tow it to their station. Hey. And you see, I know what will happen when those cars get to the station. Are you following me? So now asked, I said, ah, but you can't, I don't want you to take this. Ah, they said no. They said, even our guy is here. I said, oh, who is your guy? Ah, they said the DPO is here. I said, are you serious? That the DPO divisional police officer is here. Said, yeah, where is he? Then they pointed into. Then I went to meet him. Then I said, Good evening. Sir. I introduced myself. I'm Pastor Banjola Dipo. I said, Good. I said, The accident that happened here, I said, These three people that are in this vehicle, they are members of my church. The person that eats them happens. You see this air caught on my head. He's the one that caught me. At least once in a week, sometimes twice in a week. So he now said, So what do I want? And I said, well, since I know the two of them, and they are all here, we want to go and settle the issue amongst ourselves. Ah, he said, no. That if the police did not arrive on the scene, it could have been a different case. But now that they are here, they must take the cars to the station. And they must come back to the station the following morning to write statements and blah, blah. And I know that there's no way they will write all those things. That money will not come out. Even though they are still going to go and repair their castle, praise God, they will still settle them. So I now looked, I said, okay. And I introduced myself. And I told him who my father was. I said, well, I don't know what you can do for me, sir. But my father was a commissioner of police. Immediately I said that. He said, what's your name again? I said, Pastor Banji Oladipo. He looked at my face. He said, hi. Hey, then he said you spoke it in Yoruba. He said, Babalele. That means this is my father standing. Praise God. You know, I look so much like my dad. Praise God. You know, the picture, some of the pictures I took for for my birthday. You know, my younger brother like, you know, commented on one of them and said, Ah, he said, as, as I'm looking at this picture, he said, he's seeing our father. <laughs> Praise God. So the guy said, Ah, Babalele. He said, from Elisha, I said, yes. 
He said, it's late. I said, yeah. Ah, he said, I was at your father's burial. I said, hey, really? He said, ah, how is mommy? Then he started asking all those questions. Then he now told me a story. And before he said the story, he said, you know what? He said, can you please, now he started using the word please, can you please allow us to take the cars to the station for tonight and you will come back with all of them to the station tomorrow and i will make you a promise here that when you come whatever you want is what i will do see who you belong to determines a whole lot what goes on in your life is somebody understanding what i'm saying already then he now told me the story he said he mentioned one year you know when he was still a much younger officer interestingly the wife also was a police officer so he said that year they just transferred the wife and you know in the police force they transfer you anyhow they transferred that to one village in the north you know those villages where there's no network and maybe it is just two policemen in that old place. You know those kind of... Some of you have not seen that kind of police station before. Very small, tiny police station like that. Maybe just have three officers there. In the whole place. Those kind of villages. No network. His wife. So he said he was concerned. Then he went to the Oga. The closest to the Oga that he knows. But you see, in the police, before you can effect somebody's transfer or promotion, there's a level of rank you must have attained. So this organ that he went to meet is my dad's friend, was also in the police, but he was not yet the rank of a commissioner of police. Are you hearing? So he went to him and said, ah, Oga, this, this is what is happening. No, I don't know. My wife is one, one village somewhere in the north. I need help. So he said, well, you know I can't do it. But I know somebody that can do it. So he wrote a note behind his card and gave it to him. I said, go to Lagos, go and meet him. My dad was in Kamsalem House at Obalinde that year. He was commissioner of police, F department. So this DPO said he walked into my dad's office and stood, you know, the regular, morning sir, you know, all those things. He said, yes, what do you want? And he gave him the card. So immediately my card read that, oh, it's from Mr. Olabi. They have, he's a young, much younger officer, but they are very good friends. That's how my dad is. He plays with, in fact, I realized that I took a whole lot from my dad than just the looks. Sometimes you will come to our house, you will see my dad at the security gates, gate house, sergeants, you know, all those recruits. He will be playing Okmayo. My dad likes, you know, this Okmayo very well. He will sit down and will be playing with my Man, no, Eleni. Then you see the recruit say, ah, Oga, Eleni, no me. You're the Oga. You're the son. He died as commissioner of police Abia State. The first, this present CP house in Abia State, he was the first to occupy. They just finished completing it when they transferred it. When he got there, he said, this house is too big. That can only him be living in this big house. My wife is not here. Even my children, they will come and they will go. Only me living inside this house. So he called all the the, the cook, the washman, the one polishing his shoe, all of them are the DQ. He said they should take one one room inside the house. Is this he came, saw those guys, and went to wait for my dad. I said, oh, I mean, why why would why would those those people be living with your guy in the house? They have their quarters at the my dad said, Okay, so if I chase all of them, only, only me will now be living in this big house. That God forbid something happens and I need to shout, who will hear me? Gave all of them. They were all living together under the same roof. That's how, you know, down to it is. So, he said, immediately my dad saw the card. Ah, from all of you. Ah, sit down. Ah, he said, no, ah, Oga. Okay. <laughs> I cannot sit down. He said, ah, are you not from all of you? He said, I said, sit down. Sit down. He said, ah, no, God, I cannot, ah, I cannot sit down. My dad, until my dad said, hey, sit down. Obey the last order. Sit down. As an order. He said he sat down with, you know, with fear. Because 
people that are of his rank. Eh? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You don't. You don't. <laughs> Something happened one year. I and one other guy is an outside guy. His dad was also a CP. We went out. And we got around Yaba. I was the one driving. We got around Yaba that year. That was 1998. Around Yaba. We we're going somewhere. And we didn't know where we were going to turn. So it was. There was. Okay. <clears throat> there was. A kind of traffic around there so i didn't know maybe to turn right or turn left or so but i was watchful of the policemen that were there so that they don't go and say you understand the guy just rolled down his glass he said we don't know where we're going Abby. i said hey you come here in my mind i'm like what because that's something i cannot do based on my training my elder brother once slapped a policeman before and when they brought the case before my dad, you know what my dad told him? My dad said, you are the son of the commissioner of police. Are you the commissioner of police? Did you employ him? That's my dad's. So when he said, come here, I was looking at the guy. So the policeman came, saw two young guys. And he was looking at us like, are you guys normal? So he just said, hey, where is Kiniko Kiniko around this place? So the guy was looking, kill him, shout on boys, okay, as in, what audacity, as in, but you know, my dad's complimentary card is always in between the gearbox, and you see the police collar. So I guess the guy just looked and saw it, commissioner of police. So he now calmed down. He now to end, you will go this way, you will turn that way. After I said that, the guy just rolled up the guy. And I was talking, go, go, go. In my mind, I'm like, oh, this guy get power out. <laughs> Hallelujah. But interestingly, the same power he had, I also have it. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the difference is the training that we had. So my dad said, sit down. And the man sat down. Then he said, what do you want? Then he explained to him. Then my dad said, is that all? He said, oh, that is all. He said, okay, there's no problem. And within four days, they moved the wife from, he asked him, he said, where do you want her to be posted? He mentioned it. And within four days, they moved that back from that place to that place. He said, that was what your father did for me. He said, so concerning this matter, anything you want is what I will do. And that was exactly what happened. So who you belong to determines a whole lot what happens to your life. And do you remember what I said you should say earlier? Raise up your right hand again and say, I belong to God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again. I belong to God. Say it again. I came from God. Say it again. I belong to God. Say it again. I came from God. Oh, so can you now see the dimension? The man and his Lord. You see, his Lord will do anything for that man. Even if it means opening up the Red Sea, he will open. Open it up. Even if you miss slaughtering Goliath, he will slaughter Goliath. Is somebody hearing me? No matter what comes your way, no matter what happens on your path, always remember that you serve a great God. You serve a loving Father. If I, oh my God, is somebody hearing me this morning? No matter what the devil is doing, you serve a great God. And you don't just serve a great God. You serve a God whose mind is full of you. <laughs> hey! The Bible says that God has a graven image of us on the palm of each of his hands. When I read that scripture from the Amplified, he said God has a tattoo of you on the palm of each of his hand so even god has a tattoo oh are you hearing me and you see the tattoo that god has is not a tattoo of a uh, of snake <laughs> he doesn't have a tattoo of lion he has a tattoo of you and i on the palm of each of his hands and can i ask you have you ever gone through a whole day before and you don't see the palm of your hands Come and talk to me. Have you gone a whole day before and you don't see the palm of your hands? It's not possible. So his mind is full of you. 
Listen to me. It may look as if you're in trouble right now. But listen to me. His mind is still full of you. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? What you want may not have happened yet. But listen to me. His mind is full of you. He's always thinking of you. In the midst of that trouble, his mind is full of you. In the midst of that trial, his mind is full of you. In the midst of all that is going on around you, his mind is full of you. Lift up your right hand again. I shall belong to God. Say it again. I belong to God. Say it again. I am a son of God. Say it again. I am a son of God. Oh, come on, somebody, if you know what you are saying, you believe in what you are saying, open your mouth and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Hey, can we open very quickly to the book of Romans chapter 8 as we begin to tie this up. Easter is coming. And I'm just I'm just glad that as close as Easter is the next thing we're dealing with concerning this topic is his righteousness. Mm. Romans chapter 8 if you're there Go ahead and say amen. amen. Hey. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey. I'm looking at what I have to read. And I'm looking at my time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hey. Okay, let's do this quickly. Romans chapter 8. Are you there? Yes, sir. Let's read from verse 28. I think I've done this illustration here before. So we shouldn't take too much time on it. Are you there in verse 28? Are you there? Yes, sir. Now, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, those who are called by God, those who are in love with God, the Bible says that he makes all things to work together for their good. All things. Don't forget that word. All things. And by all, all means all. That means both the good, the bad, the ugly, the fine, the short, the tall, the ups and downs of life and all of that. It has a way of sinking everything together. To what? To work for our good. Are you hearing me? Then in verse 29, he said, For whom he did for know, he also did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Like I said, I'm going to be fast with this. Verse 29 says, For those whom he foreknow. Look up, look up, look up, look at me, look at me. Those who he foreknew. That means God has a foreknowledge of some people. And you see, the word foreknowledge means that I know you before I know you. That's not dictionary meaning, but that's what it means. I know you before I know you. That means, now that I'm knowing you, there's nothing new about you that I need to know. I know everything I need to know even before I met you. Are you following me? Now he says, those who God foreknew, he said, he predestinates. You see, the word predestinate means to, to arrange something ahead. Is somebody following me? Something ahead. I arrange it that this is how it's going to go. So, because God knows you, the Bible says He already arranged your life. Are you following this? Your whole life is arranged. It's like the psalmist when he said that all the days of my life are laid bare before you. So, those times that they will sack you from your work, you will lose one business deal. They will say, 
you are the thief, even though you are not the thief. All those ones, they will lie against you. Everything. God already knows all those things, even before you got to those points. And don't forget, he now said that, oh yeah, I wish I could take my time with this. That all things work together. That means all those lying against, backbiting, you're falling up and down, you're, you're losing of your job, doctor said you are seen, all of those things. God said, I've seen all of those things ahead. And because I have called you, I'm going to sink all of those things together and they will work for your good. Do you get that? So he has a foreknowledge, then he predestined you. Now look at what he says in verse 30. He said, moreover, whom he predestinates, he said, then he also called. So, he has a foreknowledge of you. Now, because he has a foreknowledge of you, he arranged your life. Are you with me? Then, after he arranged your life, he now said, oh yeah, today it's time for you to go. Now, you now came into the earth as a baby. And at some point, the Bible says, those who may predestinate, then he also what? He also called. So there's going to come a point in time in your life where God will say, hey, we have done everything you want to do, but now it's time for you to become what I've told you to become. What I've ordained you to become. So he calls you. Are you hearing this? Then he said, those who be called, then he also what? Justified. Now you see, while you were growing up as a baby, you did all kinds of stupid things. You fornicated, you, you drank wine, you smoke weed, you rape somebody, you kill somebody when you join cult, you did this one, you are an arm robber, you did all of those things before the calling came. Now that the calling has came, you see those things you did will come back to haunt you. Normally, that's how it's supposed to be. But don't tell, for those things not to disturb you from entering into what I have ordained you to be, I justify you. What are you hearing me? So, you are free from every offense you have ever committed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, look at what he now says after the justification. He said that those who he justify, he said them he also what? He also glorified. That means after he justified you, where your story will end is the place of glory. Ah! Eh! I lost my job! Eh! This one is happening! The end of the story is what? Glory. Amen. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Ah, I'm single. I'm almost 40 years old. Why will somebody uh, hey, at the end of the story? What will end it? Ah, I can't hear somebody here. What will end it? I have failed though many times. So in fact, nobody has ever become a thousand year in my family. Has never happened, and now I'm here. The same cycle is repeating, but now you are a child of God. Well, what will end the story? Glory, <laughs> glory, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory. Can you say it like I'm saying it in Yoruba? Look at your neighbor and say, Glory, glory. Ah, tell somebody, Glory, or ye, or ye, or ye, or Glory! Are you hearing me? They look at us and they say, You will always remain on this level. There is no way you can grow more than this. Look at them and tell them, Glory! Are you hearing me? Can you say to your neighbor again, Or are you? say, or a time, so he said, Glory to my body. Give the Lord a shout here this morning. Glory to my body. I'm telling you. I think I, I need to adopt. You see, this one, those words, I think I need to, you know, before now, when we're, when I'm talking to somebody, and maybe the best, I just tell them, I think I need to change it now. Maori, glory to my body. Oh yeah, glory, Loma, glory. Hey, hey, pastor, hey, hey, worry. Glory, Loma, Aya, somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. I can't finish this. If not, our time will go.
But let me read one more verse. The man and his Lord. He won't leave you stranded. Look at what verse 31. You see, with all the things I've been explaining to you. As Paul was writing. He now got to verse 31. Can you read along with me? He said, what shall we then say to these things? Which things? What these things were? Has all these things down? So you got kill a man. If we think about all these things, eh? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, you didn't get it. If God be for us, tabaru, then we make all things work together for our good. That before we came, he knew us. He predestined us. Uh -huh. Then he will call us. Uh -huh. Then he will justify us. Then our life will now end in glory. Hey. If we think about all these things, is there a possibility that if God is for us, somebody can now say that I'm against you? Is it is it is it weakness alone they say kosin koko kosin koko it's not kosin koko it's kosin kankan hallelujah praise the lord but she shall she shall try she shall try she shall try god understands hallelujah glory be to god oh that's why we're going to handle this morning the man and his lord the man and his lord I, I, you see you know what i want to do i, I want to read that verse 31 from different scriptures as we close look at what it says in the amplified he said what then shall we say to all these things if god is for us who can be successful against us you understand the enemies are coming against you right and their plan is to succeed the bible says if god be for us who can be successful against us are you hearing me you see this sounds to me if i were to be an agbero praise god you know agbero is raining trending praise god if i were to be an agbero you understand for me it would have sounded like if Baba day for us, on tick bottle. Go here. Go here. What is shaking you? What is shaking you? What is bottle? Let me see. Let me see what the message translation says. Hey. He said, So what do you think? This is the message. He said, With God on our side like this, how can we lose? As in with God on our side like this, how can we lose? It's not, it's not possible. Can you help me look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor concerning this matter, concerning this matter that we're talking about here, I cannot lose. Tell your neighbor, I cannot lose. Tell your neighbor, I cannot lose. Oh, I like this. Can I, can I just check one more? Let me see what the TPT says. Verse 31. <laughs> I like the way this one puts it. Can I read it to us? He said, so what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, then he says, tell me. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell me. Tell your neighbor, tell me. Tell your neighbor, tell me, tell me, I beg. Tell me, I beg. Let me read it again. He says, so what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me. 
who then could ever stand against us has in who is that person what is that situation can you help me tell your neighbor in this matter in this matter i cannot lose tell your neighbor in this matter in this situation i cannot lose ah tell your neighbor Tell your name of Mule, Mule Padanu. Tell your name of Mule Padanu. Oh, tell your name of if God be for us. Oh, who can be against us? Oh, that situation can win against us. That circumstance can win against us. We will come out where it will all end is the place of glory. Somebody shall glory. Somebody shall glory. Somebody shall glory. Help me tell your neighbor where it will end. Oh, where it will end. Oh, it's the place of glory. Oh, can you rise up and walk up to five people and tell them where it will end? Oh, it's the place of glory. Oh, where it will end. Oh, it's the place of glory. Oh, where it will end. It's the place of glory. Oh, God is for us. Oh, tell your neighbor, God is for us. Oh, tell your neighbor, God is for us. Oh, we are born winners. Oh, tell your neighbor, we are born winners. Oh, we win in every situation. We win in every circumstance. Oh, we win always. We win always. Not sometimes. Not sometimes. Oh, but always. Come on, somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, there's that song. I don't know. Maybe you know it. God is with us. We know God is with us. We know. We know. Listen, just listen. We know. God is we know. Ah, we know. God is we
going to give us about two minutes to just make confessions this morning that no matter what it is that is happening in your life oh it's going to end in glory come on open your mouth because god is for you god is with you oh it's not just for you it's not just with you he's also in you open your mouth and say in this circumstance in this situation it will end in glory 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 oh this situation this second come on mention that situation it will end in glory because the lord is for me god is for me god is with me and god is in me it will end in glory